Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. Coming up on NBA Today, with another loss, the Lakers are officially in danger of falling out of the play-in. Also, we have the latest on LeBron's foot injury and... Kyrie Irving's home debut was last night. Our panel on how having him back full time may not be the only thing the Nets need. Plus, Woj with a big injury update to one of their key big men. Can the Celtics stay atop the East without Robert Williams? NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today presented by Credit Karma. I'm Malika Andrews. So we launched this show on October 18th and in that show we put up the odds to win the NBA championship and at the top of the list were the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers. So a star studded finals matchup featuring LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook versus Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant and at the time remember James Harden. Yeesh. So it's now March 28th and both teams are fighting for their play in. That's right play in not playoff live so this is the time of year when usually things get clearer for both teams right but with these teams all that remains are questions like will a full-time Kyrie make Brooklyn the force they were supposed to be and can LeBron will this Lakers team to a play-in tournament and if he does will it be on the foot that he sprained last night from the time that I turned my ankle I felt a, a sharp pain running my leg it started getting hot and I've been there before with, with ankle sprains before so but I wasn't I didn't want to come out the game because I understood I mean I just wanted to win the game I understood how big of a game it was for us I have no idea how I finished the game to be honest after watching that replay it's pretty nasty how's it feeling right now it looked like pretty sore as you're walking in here and, and how oh you... it's horrible it's horrible right now and uh, unfortunately we're about to hop on a flight too so um you know just got to get treatment around the clock see what happens day to day but it's pretty sore right now we're now joined by analyst Matt Barnes and senior writer Ramona Shelburne. So Ramona, I just want to start with you yeah. here. What's the latest on LeBron's injury? Well, you know, they're still waiting to figure out how bad this is going to be. But mm -hmm. I think the assumption around people I've spoken with the team is you, know, you have to be prepared to be without him for a little time here. But let's see, he's got an incredible healing powers. I mean, I've seen right. him get hurt and then just pop back up. The fact that he played the rest of this game on that foot is is pretty incredible considering how bad it was after the game. Um, they, you should keep this in mind, though. He's played 55 games, Malika. He's leading the NBA in scoring. Mm. He needs to play 58 to qualify for the scoring championship. Mm. So, you know, knowing LeBron, that's probably somewhere in the back of his mind. But for the Lakers' sake, right, hopefully this injury doesn't keep him out for too long because L.A. is 6-13 and 13 without him. Uh, and that's this season. So let's take a look at how it happened in the game last night. So they played against the New Orleans Pelicans. Lakers taking him on. There's LeBron James. The Lakers led by as many as 23 points in the second quarter. But take a look at this. The Pelicans down 14. Off of the miss. There comes Trey Murphy. Oh. Matt Barnes. He elevates over Wenyan Gabriel. And look at this. Even his face can't believe it. He was called for a tech 
for that little stare down that he got there, but Brandon Ingram doesn't care. All Worth right, it. let's go ahead, end of the third. Pelicans down just five now, not anymore. Murphy again uh. lays it in, draws the foul, 21 points off the bench. The Pelicans down four after three quarters, five minutes to play here in the third, fourth. Excuse me, Pelicans down one. Yeah. Not if Brandon Ingram has anything to say about it. Hits a little mid-range. Check this out. Turns the Lakers over, gets out in transition. Nifty high off the glass. Brandon Ingram, you can see him there. CJ McCollum. Here comes CJ. Oh. oh, no, no. LeBron, LeBron says no way, but that was called for goaltending. Oh. So take another look. Even LeBron can't believe it. The Pelicans win 116-108. Here's LeBron after the game. It feels like I mean, excuse my language, but that's what it feels like. You know, I came in with the mindset, understanding it was a playoff type, uh, it was gonna be playoff type atmosphere, playoff implications, and things of that nature. So, you know, it feels like a wasted opportunity, um, obviously, uh, for myself and for our team, and we weren't able to get it done. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. It hurts. This game, this game hurts. I mean, it's a big game, but you know, we have to get, uh, we have to regroup and, and find a way to beat Dallas and get some wins down the stretch here. You know, time's running out on us, and. Um, you know, we came out with the proper urgency for this game, but weren't able to close it. All right, so let's take a deeper look at how exactly the Lakers collapsed in the second half. They scored just 39 points after the break and shot under 40% from the field and 19% from three after shooting nearly 70% in the first half. So let's bring in Kendrick Perkins now. And Perk, both you and Matt, you too, you've been a part of teams that have made big comebacks and then also teams that have given up big leads. So Matt, I want to start with you here. Was last night more about the Pelicans coming back or was it about the Lakers just blowing it? I think this is just about the Lakers being the Lakers. I think they were obviously championship odds on favorite at the beginning of the season because we wanted to believe that they have two of the top five best players in the league and we thought that that would be able to carry them through the season. Obviously LeBron's missed time, AD's missed a long stretch. Unfortunately LeBron has a foot tweak now. So at the end of the day this is a uh, not a very good roster and I think we all know that so at the end of the day to me this is just more about the Lakers being the Lakers and not being fully healthy than it is about the Pelicans to me. Big Perk. Well you, you know what I, I'm going to get the Pelicans fan base off my back a little bit and I'm going to show them some love right because they've been in my comments I had to go on Twitter space and defend myself <laughs> when I said about them selling the franchise so I'm a, look I'm going to show them some love right now right they have been playing inspiring, winning basketball, okay? Yeah. And I know they're not a top five seed, but the way that they've been playing those young guys, you look at the, the undrafted guy out, uh, out of Georgia Tech, Alvarado, I think that's his name is. And when you look at how Jose. they're playing, yep. they're on a mission. Yeah, CJ, CJ McCullen has embraced it. He has become a true leader. Brandon Ingram is playing exceptionally well. So I'm tired of talking about the Lakers like they are. <laughs> who they are at this point. They showed us that time and time again. I'm going to give some love to them people down there in New Orleans, baby. I'm going to go to the Pelicans. Good for you, Park. Well, and they're, they're kind of intrinsically linked, right? Because now the Pelicans, as we're going to talk about a little bit more, where this leaves us, right? New Orleans, they moved up to the nine seed, followed by the Lakers and then the Suns. So take a look at the schedules remaining for the teams battling for the two play-in spots. The Lakers have the toughest remaining schedule. Let me say that again. They have the toughest remaining schedule in the 
league and will face the Pelicans again on Friday. But remember when I said they're linked? The Pelicans, they already own the series, right? Because they own the series tiebreaker. They beat the Lakers twice. So with all of that as the backdrop, let's just simplify this just a little bit. Will the Lakers make or miss the uh, play-in tournament, Matt? Yes or no? Oh, you got to make me go first? This is yes or no, baby. Man, seven out of their last eight are against playoff teams if you count the Pelicans. I'm going to take a wild guess and say they're not going to make it this year. Okay, big perk. What are we thinking? What are we thinking? Yes or no, Lakers? I'm, they're going to they're gonna miss it. They're going right. to miss yep. it. Look, the Spurs, the Spurs have an easy schedule. They play Portland twice. I'm betting my money on Greg Popovich and Murray right now. I don't have zero faith in the Los Angeles Lakers. Look, they were up almost 23 points last night. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Spurs. And I think it's wise because LeBron is not fully healthy. We don't know how long he's gonna be out. I think they need to sit him down and just let the others rock out so they can see which guys they want to bring back next season. Ramona? I think they're going to miss it too. If you would ask me this a week ago, I would have said, no, they'll get in somehow. Right. But San Antonio's played really well this last week. They've closed the gap on them. And that strength of schedule is something. Because, look, that was a must-win game last night. Right. And they lost. Right. They were up by 23, and they lost. And, and they LeBron inspired basketball yes. in the first The half. game plan, the Lakers game plan the last five, six games, they've been pretty good. They just can't sustain that for 48 minutes. And some of that is lack of focus. Some of that is just personnel. But if you have a game on the road against New Orleans and you have to win and you can't, what does that tell you about the rest of the season? It tells you now Trey Murphy the third was El Fuego. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at if you look at uh, Vogel in the press conference, he just looks uh, emotionally, physically just beat this season. I mean, he's taken a lot of the brunt mm -hmm. of the success of this team. Hasn't had some some on him, some on management, some on the players, but he just looks defeated already. So, unfortunately, again, with LeBron tweaking his ankle or his foot yesterday, the uncertainty of AD, and even if AD comes back, those kind of ankle injuries take a minute to get back in rhythm. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, I think it's time to throw that white flag up. I know LeBron probably wants to win the scoring title, so if there's a way to make that happen, <laughs> great, but if not, that's it at Laker fans. We're sorry. What do you think, Big you, Perk? You, you know, you know who else looked defeated? Matt, because I know I'm defeated. <laughs> oh, because we spent 24 of our hours. We spent 24 of our hours <laughs> in the gym in Dallas <laughs> coaching AAU basketball. Yeah, and we won those championships. Yeah, we both held it down, man. G1 yeah. and Perk's team, man. We <laughs> held it down out there. So that's maybe what. maybe the Lakers can learn a little something from the two of you. That's, we might that's, need to go coach them. That's Perk, right. let's go coach them next year, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, still to come on NBA Today, an injury update on the Celtics big man Robert Williams. So Woj, he's going to join us with the latest. And we're going to stick in the East because Kyrie Irving is back in Brooklyn. So we will unpack his homecoming plus the struggling Warriors. They visit the Jollis Grizzlies tonight. So why the dubs need this dub tonight? Stay tuned. NBA Today rolls on after this. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
Welcome back to NBA Today presented by Credit Karma. Don't look now, but the Celtics, they are number one in the East. And last night, Jason Tatum poured in 34 points while Jalen Brown scored 31 as the Celtics beat the Timberwolves 134 to 112 in Boston. Now, the Celtics, they've won six straight and are 13 and two since the All-Star break, but they suffered a setback when Robert Williams left the game in the third quarter with an injury. So we're now joined by our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, what more can you tell us about Robert Williams' injury and, and how long he may be out here? Yeah, Malika, it is a left knee meniscus tear for Robert Williams. And uh, now what the Celtics and Robert Williams, his agent, Kevin Bradbury, are discussing with doctors is what kind of a procedure he's going to have for that meniscus. You know, there's essentially two options here. One is more of a four to six week uh, procedure that he could potentially be back uh, maybe after the first round of the playoffs or a little bit later. And there's another longer term uh, procedure that would likely keep him out the rest of the season. This is really a devastating blow for a Boston team that's not only been the best in the league over the last couple months, but the best defensive team by yeah. far. And Robert Williams you know, literally at the center of that. This is a player who you know, very well could have been on the all-defensive team this season, first team. And, you know, you've seen the impact he's had with this group. And so for Boston now, they'll continue to discuss these sur surgical options for Robert Williams. He will have a procedure, I'm told. The question will be, is it one that would allow him to return mm. at some point in the playoffs if Boston advances? Absolutely. So right now, decisions need to be made by Robert Williams, by Kevin Bradbury and the Celtics. We know that you'll be all over that when those decisions are made. Woj, thank you so much. All right. I do want to bring in someone Thanks, who Luke. is all Celtics all the time because as Woj just detailed, there's a decision to be made here. Will it be four to six weeks? Will it be a little bit longer? We welcome back in Kendrick Perkins. Nobody big perk knows the Celtics like you do. So just how big of a loss is this for the Celtics? It's, it's bigger than me, Malika. That's how big it is, and that's pretty damn big, okay? Let me, let me tell you why, okay? With Rob Williams, with Rob Williams, go ahead and get your laughs I'm out. Good. I know you're over there gigging. I'm Listen, good. With, Rob, with Rob Williams, the Celtics are a legit title contender. Without him, they're second-round exit. And let me tell you why. He's the top 10 center in the league. We're talking about a guy that's up for the Defensive Player of the Year award. What he brings on the defensive end for is his rim protection, for is his versatility of switching one through five, and he allows those guards to be aggressive mm. because of his ability to block shots. And then you take it to the other end offensively, him being a dynamic roller and an athletic big opens up so much for Jason Tatum and Jaden Brown to go to work because they have to honor him. So with them, with the Celtics losing them at this point, yeah. I think they're a second-round exit. If they get him back and he's able to play and he's healthy, they could possibly be a contender again, but mm. I doubt it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Robert Williams, when I was in Boston, yeah, on the defensive end, it, it was clear his talent. But what impressed me most is his sprinting back down the floor, right, and then making an offensive play. So let's take a look at the top four mm -hmm. in the East, the Celtics and the Heat. They have the same record, right? But Boston holds the tiebreaker after beating Miami twice this season. And Boston moved into first place for the first time in their 75th game. And get this big perk, according to Elias Sports Bureau, 
Zero. This is the latest into a season. A team has moved into first place for the first time in its conference in NBA history. So, Perk, considering mm. what you mentioned, the key to the Celtics turnaround has been their number one ranked defense, and that's been anchored by Williams. How do you see the East shaking out now that he's sidelined? Well, it, it's wide open, but to be honest, the way that James Harden has been playing of late, I think you got to put the favorites as the as the Milwaukee Bucks. The Miami Heat has been struggling. I want to ride with the Boston Celtics, but I can't ride with them without Robert Williams. Mm. I have to give it to the Milwaukee Bucks. I got. I, I think they're the favorite to win it all. They're laying in the cuts, but steadily winning games. You look at what they're doing right now. Giannis is unstoppable. Unstoppable. Drew Holiday is actually having the best offensive season since he joined the Milwaukee Bucks. Money-making Middleton is getting into his bag. And then now you get back Brooke Lopez. I got to give it to the Bucks. I would have said the Celtics, but after today's news, I got to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. Not to mention Bobby Portis has really bought into his role coming off of the bench after starting for most mm -hmm. of the year in the absence of Brooke Lopez. But speaking of those top of the East teams, here's our NBA Wednesday doubleheader on ESPN and the app. The Celtics in Toronto tonight before a huge clash Wednesday night in Boston on ESPN versus the Heat at 7.30 Eastern in the first game of our doubleheader. And then Golden State hosts Phoenix in the nightcap. All right, let's go coast to coast, starting in Phoenix, where I just mentioned, where the Suns hosted the 76ers. So Devin Booker scored 35 points, and Phoenix won its eighth straight game. The Suns, they now have 61 wins this season. That's tied for their third most in a season in franchise history. Ramona, I want to talk Philly, though. What's up with James Harden? Well, he's still not at top speed, and that's because of all the hamstring injuries that he's had. The Sixers have him on a different kind of rehab schedule where they want to get him playing and practicing at top speed because the top speed is where he hurts that hamstring and so right. he's, they got to get him to that place where he can sustain it their target is to get him ready for the playoffs where he can be playing top speed and not re-injure the hamstring Ramona this sounds familiar from when I was in Brooklyn last season and before Phoenix Suns fans say what about us y'all are rolling we're gonna get to you don't even worry about it all right let's go to Dallas where Luca went for 32 and 10 in a win over Utah Dallas moved a game ahead of the Jazz in the battle for the fourth seed in the West and then earned a split of the season series so Matt what's the ceiling for this Mavs team here I love what Jason Kidd has been able to do with this team put a defensive mindset together challenge Luca to be the best player he can possibly be I still feel this team needs that second consistent star we don't know if that's going to be Jalen Brunson that's why I thought they thought Porzingis was going to be um, so I think a second round exit is, is the ceiling for this team this season interesting all right let's go to New Orleans but unfortunately not for beignets but for a Zion update Ramona what do you look got look at that dunk uh, look Zion posted that he was having a good day and he was feeling himself but my understanding is that that's not necessarily him putting pressure on the organization like hey I would need to play he's gonna the, the hope is he can be clear to go two on two later this week but right now he's doing these kind of dunks and apparently dominating Corey Brewer in one on once <laughs> okay two on two Sorry, Corey. potentially later this week and <laughs> let's go right back here to Los Angeles because Paul George went through five on five practice yesterday oh. and Ty Lue said that George will practice again today so Matt how dangerous can the Clippers be if Paul George George returns this season. well just really again hats off to T Lou for what he's been able to do to keep this team together yep. with their two stars missing uh, Reggie Jackson has had a huge year this season um, obviously Paul George coming back has helped does it make them a favorite cattle contender
goaltender? Oh. I don't think so, but I think they're going to be a fun team. They Wait, need some offense, though. Cause I, like, I saw Paul before the game the other night, and he looked really good in that. He's ahead of Norm in Powell. A workout? In a workout? In a workout on the court. He's yeah. working out. And they need some offense because, like, Reggie's been keeping them going, but they need they some help. reinforcements. But as long as that doesn't if there's no potential for Paul to hurt himself any further with the injury because right. to me they're not obviously uh, fighting for a championship this year but next year they very well can be with the team this the way this team played without their stars you plug in two superstars in this yeah. league to me they're a title contender next year well it's about finding a groove and finding that trust that your superstars aren't yeah. just sitting there going like this right. and saying right. okay well we want to be in the trenches with you and Paul George I mean he's been working so hard to not yeah. have to have surgery right. to be able to even have the opportunity yeah. to come back so this is some exciting news for the Clippers all right still ahead on NBA Today. Speaking of being back, full-time Kyrie is back, but his homecoming was spoiled uh, by Charlotte. So and can Lamello. the Nets and Lamello. So can the Nets figure it out before the end of the regular season? Plus, Mike Schmitz joins us from Australia to talk about the most exciting international prospects. And Draymond Green's comments on the Warriors' struggles ahead of their game against the Grizzlies tonight. Keep it locked on NBA Today. Mike Schmitz has the best travel we all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back to NBA Today. So Steve Nash told me recently that he's not going to let himself get excited until the ball tips and Kyrie Irving is on the floor. <laughs> well, get excited. Official. Let's go to Barclays Official. Center because Kyrie Irving had his homecoming last night. And you can take a look. You can see him. He's going to come walking into Barclays Center, getting ready. Big day. And then just before the game, Kyrie took to the court to a standing ovation in Barclays Center. You can see fans, well, those are sitting, but they're excited to see him play. So under five minutes ago, the Nets down four. Kyrie showing off his handles, drives, wills it high off the glass. Tough left hand, one of the best finishers in the game, both hands. Well, what do you think of this finish? Look at these handles first, working LaMelo. Come here, LaMelo. Come here, LaMelo. And then he gets a nice friendly roll there. It almost looked like Fender got a hand on it. Oh, man, but cold-blooded Cody Martin. Tough shot. So Hornets up four. Now they're up by two. Bridges can't quite get it to go. But who finds the ball again? But Martin recovers for three. Hornets go on to win 119-110. Kyrie had 16 points, 11 assists in this game. All right, so Kyrie back in Barclays. Not his best scoring game, as I mentioned. 16 points on six of 22 shooting. So, Perk, I want to start with you here. What grade would you give? Kyrie's home debut. Well, I told you I was never saying nothing negative about Kyrie again, and I meant that. I'm giving him an A just okay. for the simple fact that he could play home games. <laughs> look, I'm not worried about that he, he that he shot poorly. Doesn't that mean I'm you just, give, look, give the he, mayor he, an A, not Kyrie an A? Hey, Perk, I would have went. I no, wish I would have no, went to I mean, you. Perk, okay. I want to go to your school. If you're giving out A's like that, I would have been on the honor roll, boy. Let me tell you. <laughs> 
Nah, but 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 Matt, just the fact that he could be ava available for home games again because it's important for the Nets. Like Kyrie didn't already bless us with a 50, a 60, a 43. Mm -hmm. He had an off night, so what? Yep. But he's gonna bounce back. But to, for the Nets to have him, because we all know KD needs him more than any, anything, especially in these home games. So I'm gonna give him an eight. Yeah, I'm gonna just give because he's home. Yeah, I'm gonna give he him a play. C. I'm gonna give him a C. And again, it's just an off night. Ooh. He still had a double double, 16 and he said, "Ooh, 16 and 11." And as, <laughs> as Perk stated, the most important thing is he is a full-time player now, and they know moving forward that they're going to have them. They're not going to have to mess with their uh, lineup. But also, it's very important to have Kyrie back. It was an off night. Don't count on that. Whoever the rest of the opponents are, the rest of the season, because Kyrie is Kyrie. That's right. But Sarah Kustak made a really interesting point on the Nets broadcast last night, and it was this: when you're talking about the play-in tournament, you're talking about one game. And any given player can have an off night in one game. And so that's why it makes it even more important that a, a team like the Brooklyn Nets, where Kyrie maybe, you know, a little bit of jitters coming out in his first game or going up to Toronto, but mm -hmm. wherever they shake out, anyone can have an off night for one game. And so avoiding the play-in tournament is obviously what they are going to be going for. Here's the race for the play-in tournament out east. The Raptors, they hold a one-game lead over the Cavs for the sixth spot. And then the Nets, however, they would be facing two single elimination games just to get into the playoffs. So what did we say about anyone can have an off night, Matt? Yeah, if I'm a, if I'm a bet my money on those mm. two single uh, games that they have to win, I'm a bet on them. <laughs> obviously, I mean, even if Kyrie has you don't an bet off against night, Kevin yeah, Durant. Kevin Durant, the one person who doesn't really have off nights is Kevin Durant. So I, I don't look at Kyrie as like Preach. I said, he's just coming back off fi dropping 50 balls left and right. So it was an off night, just like he had some on nights, but he has more on nights than off nights. Absolutely, Perk. No, I'm with you. And, and look, here's the thing, right? When you look at those other teams, you have Trey Young who could, who could hurt you. You have the Hornets. But again, we're talking about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the best basketball player in the world. Let's be clear about that, Very okay? Clear. When he steps onto the floor and now he's playing that point forward position that I love so much. Mm. But I'm going to tell you this. The X factor got to be Andre Drummond. Yes. Andre Drummond got to give something to them. He got to anchor that defense going forward. I think he's going to be huge. He's going to be vital for us, how he's able to guard the pick and roll, how he's able to protect the baskets, split the floor, dive to the basket, so they could have the spacing. Basically, try to mimic everything I was saying about Robert Williams. That's what they need Andre Drummond to do. I agree. I think they need to be Andre Drummond to be a 15-15 guy in the playoffs and protect that paint. Uh, get Seth Curry rolling mm. and uh, James Johnson, the rest of these guys going. But uh, again, in a, in a single elimination situation, it's hard to bet against Kevin Durant. And then in beating a team four times, it's hard to bet against Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So we'll have to see. Well, when you're looking at, okay, whether it's a single game elimination or whether it's a series, we've established Kevin Durant may be the best basketball player playing right now. Kyrie Irving is formidable and will go down as having one of the best handles in NBA history. But to you, Matt, what, what Perk just said is for him, Andre Drummond is the single most important player outside of those two for this roster. Who is that to you? Uh, I'm going to go outside of the players, and I'm going to say it's going to be Steve Nash. Ooh. We're really going to have to see what Steve Nash Ooh. is made of as a head coach. You know, he's going to have to work these rotations. Thank you. Uh, the, the minutes, the yes. in-game adjustments. All this stuff was kind of thrown away when you think, okay, we got KD, Harden, and uh, Kyrie now. Now all you have is Kyrie, uh, now all you have is Kyrie and KD. 
Um, who knows if Ben Simmons comes back, but we're really going to see how good of a coach Steve Nash is because it's going to take a lot of strategy for this team mm -hmm. to continue to move on through the Eastern Conference playoffs. Uh, situation. Well, Perk thinks you are speaking the gospel right now. Andre Drummond, though, I will say just watching yeah, him play in person against Memphis, it, it was so interesting to see what he's able to do and what he unlocks for this team because he seemed to feel that every offensive board it, it is. is his mission to go and get. And if he can be playing mm -hmm. at that level, that will sure help in whatever uh, mm -hmm. formula you're saying that needs Steve Nash needs to draw up. All right. When NBA Today comes back, we head down under. We established my Australian accent is just awful. Well, we're going to check in with our Mike Schmidt's Don't Go Anywhere. Is yours good? No. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. So, new mock draft is out, and Chet Holmgren out of Gonzaga would be the first pick, followed by Paolo Bancaro and Jabari Smith. Okay, so I don't want to scare anyone, but we're 87 days from the NBA draft, and some may say that that's too early to talk to Mike Schmitz, but I am not one of those people. So let's bring him in live from Melbourne, Australia. Is that right, Mike? Are you in Australia? And if so, why isn't NBA Today with you? Well, that's a question for the higher-ups. I would love to have Done. you guys out here get down under, <laughs> eat some kangaroo with me. It's not, as, it's not as good as I expected, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm still processing eating kangaroo. All right, before we dive into the nitty-gritty here, tell us about your travels, maybe save for the kangaroo meat. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. But yeah, I traveled <laughs> all the way out from L.A. to Melbourne. I went from Melbourne to Cairns, which is where the Great Barrier Reef is located. I, wow. I didn't make it out there to the Great Barrier Reef. Went from Cairns then all the way to Western Australia to Perth to see a prospect out there. Then I took the nice, lovely red eye back to Melbourne with a stop in Brisbane at around 5 a.m. and got in and watched uh, another prospect out here in Melbourne. And then okay. I'm finally headed home today. So I've been gallivanting wow. this beautiful country with tremendous people to see some pretty interesting NBA prospects. Well, and you said it. Australia has produced numerous NBA stars, Andrew Bogut, Patty Mills, and then most recently Josh Giddy. So who's next? Dyson Daniels. Remember the name Dyson Daniels. He's going to be a top 10 pick in this upcoming draft. I actually just broke down film with him yesterday at this hotel out in Melbourne. He's training here after spending the last season with the G League Ignite. But let's break down his game because he is incredibly impressive on both ends of the floor. I think he's one of the most complete prospects. So it starts defensively. Give me that at the rim, okay? He's 6'8 in shoes with a 6'11 wingspan, defends multiple positions, can play really one through four, and then the IQ, the vision, these quick hit-aheads. He plays that unselfish style and then can really see over the top in the half court offensively. He is a big guard, okay? Here you can see the vision, the accuracy, the touch. He actually played 
Aussie rules football for six years. So he's got these kind of funky instincts like we've seen from Josh Giddy. He developed at the NBA Academy out here before going to the G League Ignite. And I'm just really impressed with his versatility and ability to impact the game on both ends of the floor. Well, we know, Mike, that today's NBA is dominated by international stars, right? Giannis, Luka, Jokic, just to name a few. So who is this year's top international prospect? I think Usman Jang, the Frenchman playing with the New Zealand Breakers, is a sleeper in this draft. I think he could potentially go as high as the late lottery. And then his teammate, Hugo Besson, remember that name as well. He is a 6'5 sniper. Now, with Jang, tremendous size, can handle the ball, can facilitate and pick and roll. And then Besson really shoots the lights out, has that Tyler Hero type of mentality. You can run him off the screens. He has a short memory, okay? He's going to miss one, two, three, four, but he will keep letting it fly. I think he can play on the ball as well. And then with Jang, think about kind of a Nick Batum type of hmm. player. 6'10", can really pass, made a bunch of step-back threes the game I was at. So he's a kind of a long-term prospect, but really, really intriguing and the best prospect I've seen out here so far. Wow. All right. Well, Mike, we can't have you on and not talk about the NCAA tournament. So while you were out gallivanting the globe, the Final Four has <laughs> been sorted out. So which top prospect has made the most of the tournament in your eyes? It's Duke's Paolo Bancaro. He actually jumped back up to number two on our mock draft, ESPN's Jonathan Gavoni's mock draft that was released today. And it's really because he simplified his game, okay? So while Chet Holmgren and Jabari Smith are at home, he's really bought into playing a role at Duke. There you can see the balance, the catch-and-shoot three, the rhythm. He's not playing as much catch-and-hold basketball. Over his last five games, he's shooting 50% from three. He had a big-time game against Texas Tech, the number one defense in the entire country so you see the catch and shoot three now they're running him off the line and now he can use his handle his iq his vision they're dropping it off to mark williams who's also been one of the biggest winners so bancaro entered this tournament with some question marks teams were wondering you know is Jaden ivy a better prospect is keegan murray a better prospect paulo bancaro has reminded us why he's very much in the conversation for the number one pick and that's going to continue to rise if he leads duke to a national championship not to mention his size mike is formidable okay travel safely. We'll see you back in LA. Some key dates for the NBA draft though. The lottery is May 17th on ESPN and the draft itself is June 23rd on ABC and ESPN and Mike Schmitz will be all over all of that. Thank you so much. Coming up on NBA Today, we go for a walk in Memphis where the two seed in the West is on the line tonight. So whose impact is felt more, John Morant or Steph Curry? Keep it locked on NBA Today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Fun seems to kind of be your game. Do you take pride in that? Memphis. You know, I feel like that's, you know, our identity. They don't give a damn. They don't care who is in front of them. They're going at you. Bane catches, fires, three-pointer. No John Moran tonight. No problem once again for the Grizzlies. Oh, no! 
night for the whole team. Step back, melted. What a week it was for the Grizzlies, huh? The breakout team of the NBA season is 17-2 without their lone all-star, John Morant. And I have to tell you that the vibe in Memphis around this team, it's unlike any team that I've covered except for maybe the Phoenix Suns with their dancing. And the mix of fun and in-your-face toughness, and it's all showing on the court. And at the start of last week, the Grizzlies, they were just one and a half games ahead of the Warriors for the second seed in the West. Well, Memphis went 3-0 without John Morant while the Warriors they struggled to a one and three week and now there's a four game gap between them. All right now we welcome in senior writer for Anscape Mark Spears. Mark both the Grizzlies and the Warriors right now they're playing without their stars but why have the Grizzlies found so much success while the Warriors have floundered a bit here? Well I talked to uh, Brandon Clark uh, the forward for the Grizzlies and he told me he said he it all comes down to having great chemistry and a deep roster. He also said, when we play without Ja, we know that we all have to bring our games to a different level in order to still win. So then I asked him, I was like, hey, who's the leader when Ja's not playing? He's like, well, without Ja, we do things by committee. And the coaching job, the coaching staff has also done an exceptional job of keeping them locked in. It's a true team effort. And that's why you see that 17 and 2 record, the, the outscoring of opponents by 351 points without John. Mm. And this is the highest uh, point per differential this season when the All Star is not playing. So it, it, it's amazing what these young fellas with, that aren't all-stars yeah. are able to do as a team. Their chemistry is outstanding. And I mentioned this on the show last week, Mark, but it seems like what Taylor Jenkins said, you know, we have such a plug-and-play system where our backups, they know what their role is. This is a system that everyone can just get in and go. Mark Spears, thank you so much. All right, from one Bay Area friend to Bay Area family, let's go to Memphis now and bring in our Warriors reporter, Kendra Andrews, who appears to be standing uh, with your feet 10 feet off of Beale Street. Kendra, on this show, we often talk about Draymond as the Warriors heart right and sometimes that means calling out his teammates but how is he evaluating his own play right now well Malika in the seven games the Warriors have played since Draymond Green came back from that lower back injury they've lost six of them the one game that they won he didn't even play in now we all know that Draymond Green is a competitor and is extremely critical and last night after their loss to the Washington Wizards he went at it again this time he went in on himself I've never really been on a team that gets worse when I'm on the floor, and that's kind of where we are right now. I feel terrible. I feel healthy. I feel terrible. I am aware that I, I came off a very serious injury and was out 11 weeks, and for seven or eight of those 11 weeks, I couldn't even touch the basketball court. Being critical of myself, I, I understand and am aware of that, but I don't give a like I'm still a, I'm a competitor. You put in the work to be great, and so regardless of what the circumstances are, I still think and know that I can produce great performances and I haven't done that so that's that's the expectations of myself for myself it's not an on or off thing for me it's just circumstances are what they are now I got to figure it out 
Now, the Warriors are taking the same outlook on Draymond as they are the entire team. Get it right by the time the playoffs start. Right. But with them still waiting to get Stephen Curry back, time is running out. And Draymond said, look, every time I step on the court, I have to be shaking rust off, get my game back up to speed. But Malika, he's going to have to wait a couple more days to do that because he is not playing here tonight in Memphis. Instead, he's resting on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Well, he's resting, and I'm reading your tweet here. Clay Thompson out, Otto Porter Jr. out, Andre Iguodala is available, but now Gary Payton II has also been added to the injury report. He's questionable with right knee soreness. Kendra Andrews, thank you so much. I do want to bring Matt and Big Perk back into the conversation here. So, Perk, I want to start with you. Is Draymond right? He is right. He is right. And that's the thing you got to love and respect about Draymond is that he keeps it 100, whether you like it or not. Here's the thing about Draymond. Like, coming off an of injury, and I feel like right now, Draymond has so much going on in the outside world. And now it's time mm. for him to lock back in on what got those opportunities on the outside world. And that's the game of basketball. It's coming down to clutch time, the clutch moment, the last part of the season, going into the postseason. I believe it's time for him to lock in on that part, along with getting his conditioning, along with trying to be as healthy as possible, along with getting his game back to where it was before he went out. But I love Draymond's accountability. Mm. You don't see a lot of guys have that type of accountability. And that's the type of leader that you want. No, I completely agree. I mean, he's taken on a leadership role, and it starts at the top with him. And he understands that he's been less than mm -hmm. um, overwhelming since he's been back, averaging four, five, and six. And I just think that it's just going to take some time. He's 32 years old, so these injuries, you can't bounce right back. Obviously, he's one of the best defensive players we've seen in the last 20 years. And this is stuff that's normal to him. But the fact that he's a step slow mentally and physically right now, it just shows he still needs to shake more rust off, as he says. But I have no doubt that he has another two weeks uh, to get his mind and body back in the right uh, state of mind. And he'll be all right once the playoffs come around. Well, and you can take a look there. You know, bad closeouts. Yep. Leaves his man, some able of, to drive. Some of that is body, but some of that is mind as well. You know, some of that is mind as well. So it's just like he has to completely lock back in, like Perk said, on the mental and the physical aspect of this game. Well, and if you lock in on that, then maybe some of those careless mistakes like you're seeing there where he loses the ball, his eyes to the basket when the ball was out in the corner there, Shooter. gives up the three. Even if you think Mobamba maybe can't make it, you have to guard him like he can. All right, quick hypothetical here. Grizz Warriors, best of seven series. Everyone is healthy. Again, everyone is healthy. Real quick, big perk. Dark side president, who you got? You talk, you know I'm standing on the dark side. I know you are. I got I just... on the black t-shirt. I came <laughs> on here. I'm standing on look, the fact the fact and let me tell you why. The fact that the Memphis Grizzlies are this good, they have a great record, their offensive numbers are great, defensive numbers are great, without John Morant, if we were here talking about this Memphis Grizzlies team, we would be saying, man, they one superstar away mm. from really being a title contender. They actually had a superstar. This team, who we've been seeing without their superstar, actually have their superstar. Don't take all so my when time that superstar now, gets back, <laughs> It's going to be a problem. Don't don't take all my Matt, time. Matt, you know I talk slow. Hey, I'm staying. I'm staying with Golden State. <laughs> and, and and this is no knock on Memphis, but as younger teams, younger teams are always great in the regular season if they're a good team. Obviously, this is a young team with John Moran as the star. In the playoffs, the game slows down and in-game adjustments come in 
every single game, and I think that's what the Warriors are great at. So to me, with a healthy team, I just don't think Memphis is there yet, but I could be completely wrong. I just have to see it done in a playoff in a seven-game series. Experience does matter. The Warriors have that experience, but is the Utah loss last season, is that enough heartbreak for the Grizzlies have had to have gone through to have that feeling that they need to avenge it this year? All right, we're going to go from the top of the West to the top plays of the week. So next, we roll through the top of the top from the weekend. NBA Today, back in 60 seconds. Today is presented by Credit Karma. Get the money app where your hard work pays off and create your own karma. Welcome back to NBA Today. So we're going to get to some news coming out of the Los Angeles Lakers in just a moment. But right now, it is time for the top of the top from the weekend. And we need to start off with top nutmeg because Luka <laughs> Doncic, he... I just have to show you the play. He whips a pass under the legs of Torian Prince. Uh. For the dunk, too. Oh, my goodness. Let's take another look at that. It was it was just the perfect pass, Big this Perk. This angle right here. Oh, that's, oh. that's Luka doing Luka things. It made the defender knock me. He didn't know what to do. Well, and we talk about the Boston Celtics so much, right? <laughs> we talk about the Boston Celtics and their surge, but with the Mavs, they're kind of mirroring that in the Very West solid. right now. All right, let's go on to top SWAT. Oh, Robert Williams. This is why he's so important. He absolutely erases Carl Anthony Towns, and that ain't easy, Matt. This is so mm. disheartening. I mean, great block, obviously, but I really felt like the way this team's been playing, they had a chance to contend with the title. Without this guy, I, unfortunately, I don't feel like they have any hope without him. Well, and Jason Tatum, though, he was Eastern Conference Player of the Week. But he was you need just a big. Named. You need a big guy. You mm. need a big guy, especially one that can run the floor like Robert Williams. We, we know how you feel about this big perk. Yeah. There you go. All right, next we go to top bucket, Devin Booker, who's the hey. Western Conference Player of the Week. Hey. He hey. hits the tough and one jumper. Hey. hey, there was some disrespect on Devin Booker's name not on the on show this last show. night. I wasn't, we're not going to say names, but the disrespect was crazy. Devin Book said people are playing with his name. Man, this guy's been playing great, definitely in the MVP conversation. Uh, let me be very clear. Well, I'm glad it wasn't me. Let I'm me be very clear. Me. Top five MVP. I expect it. All right, and on to Miami. The top peace sign. All right, Andre Drummond gets the steal and takes it coast to coast. Look at this. Yeah, big fella. I know. I like it. He gives Tyler Ooh. Hero a little peace sign on his way. That ain't easy. And, and what were you guys saying about him potentially being the... Uh... Needs to be. Oh, and look, new Miami Dolphin, Tyreek Hill, <laughs> he does it too. Yeah, you, okay. yeah, I don't know, but you should have put a picture of a tight end, though. He ain't, you know what I'm saying? Andre Drummond is a little big. All right, I mentioned some news coming out of Los Angeles. So Frank Vogel on the Lakers practice today. Anthony Davis went through a full live practice for the first time since he suffered the mid-foot sprain. LeBron, he used his practice time to undergo treatment. That is according to our Dave McMenamin. Matt, what do you think of this? Should, should Lakers fans get excited? I mean, obviously, if you have a chance to get someone like Anthony Davis back you should be excited but again coming back and practicing and actually playing are two different things so we're gonna have to see how the swelling is after today's practice and see how they evaluate him moving forward. Perk real quick I know you talk slow what do you think? <laughs> I don't like it I don't oh. like it practicing for what like what are you coming back for? Good you, point. Like listen the Lakers don't have the role players they mm. don't have enough like just reevaluate the young guys who you gonna bring back next season and call it a, a, a done season. deal. Like, yep. 
No. Well, yeah. we will dive into this a little bit further on NBA Today tomorrow. Thanks to all of our guests for joining. NFL Live is coming up next. Matt, Perk, really appreciate you. We're out. That's it for us today. Bye-bye. <laughs>